Welcome to the Danny Cola Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank you for all the support and love that I've been getting over the last year. I started this podcast in September. Uh, we are 46 episodes strong and continuing to keep going. This is great. Uh, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really enjoy doing this. I love interacting with all the great people and getting all that good information and just having a good time doing this. I really am. Uh, on this episode of the podcast, we have my good friend, Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell is an actor, he a casting director, and he makes sure that you fit the bill. Whether it's modeling, whether it's acting, go to Matt Campbell and he will get you in the industry. Whether it's an independent film or an extra role or whatever it is, Matt Campbell's your guy. And every time we get together, we have a great conversation. Make sure to follow Matt Campbell on Instagram at Campbell23M. There's a nice picture of when he played at Louisiana Lafayette, former Raging Cajun. It's a great podcast. We talk a lot about uh, his new show, Case Files. It's not that new, but we talk about some new episodes. We talk about his pilot that he's filming currently. It's a TV show that's taking place in a gym. It's a comedy show. He relates it kind of like uh, an office like the office except in gym super fun conversation i hope you guys enjoy this podcast so without further ado give it up for my good friend matt campbell two testing one testing two matt buckle my shoe matt oh, buckle my shoes matt, what? matt what? buckle my shoe what this is simply a test simply a test well, you know, Matt Campbell, thanks for doing my show again. I appreciate well, you're it. You're quite welcome. I like uh, I like doing shows with you because you're a show business kind of guy. You're a go-getter. You got to talk into that M though. Remember, I give I want to give everybody a lesson. We talk into the M every time. Um, you're in show business. You're a businessman. You're exciting to talk to. I really like it. So thank you. You're exciting to talk to. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So how's it going, man? What's what's going on in life nowadays? Well, we got a lot of new stuff going on with the TV show. Right. Case Files Chicago every Saturday on the CW. If you guys have never seen it, check it out. It's a really cool crime show. It has a really good purpose to it, too. It's actually, we profile unsolved murders in the Chicagoland area, and we try to, you know, during the episode, the, the Chicago police detectives will tell the story of the crime, and then at the end, they'll encourage viewers to call in with a tip. Um, we've, a, we've been able to assist in about eight cases uh, so far and get uh, some, some charges, um, which is pretty exciting. And what's even more exciting is we just keep adding to our equipment bag. We just got a drone recently, which we're going we're gonna to try to use in the next shoot. So that's exciting. Um, our friends over at Transition Studios sent this to us. Twas a gift. Twas a gift. Twas a gift. Transition Studio shout out. So they're the ones that got us started. They're the ones that we bought the Case Files show from and have done several documentaries with. So let me tell you guys, if you like crime shows, you like Chicago, you're going to love this show. What, uh, what like, uh, cases were actually solved from your show? Like anything big time? Okay, well, here's a funny story. We had one case where... These two guys, this isn't funny. Two guys were going out for a gang initiation. They were told that they had to kill somebody and then come back to the house 
and then you know then they'd be in the game so what do these two idiots do they go out down east end avenue the first guy just goes up to a car this is 5 a.m 79 year old was going to pick up his friend to drive him to the charter bus company because his friend didn't have wheels that's how good of a guy this was he would go to like that would be me picking you up at 5 a.m for work if you didn't have a car and i didn't like i, I was retired you know and he had to go do work for real yeah <laughs> like literally to go drive a charter bus and so that's how good a friend he, that's how good of a friend he was he went and picked up his buddy take him to work he used to work at the same company but then he, he's retired now 5 a.m he's sitting outside waiting in front of his friend's house and here come our two idiots first guy he has the gun now boom 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 shoot shoot they shoot him dead in his car don't rob him there's there's money and jewelry in the car they don't rob him they just leave police and paramedics respond lights are flashing 45 minutes later they're three blocks down on the same street they shoot a 55 year old man now the other guy has the gun he shoots a 55 year old man picking up his girlfriend now this is like 5:45, picking up his girlfriend to go to wisconsin dells for a nice little vacation shoots him dead then they go back to the gang house and they were probably like okay we, we just killed some people are we in so the way we got a lead on that was we aired the episode the girlfriend of one of the shooters was watching she calls the jail because he her boyfriend was locked up at this point for an unrelated offense something else he's already in jail for something else after this she calls up and goes hey you remember when you shot those two guys on east end avenue you're on the case files show <laughs> and he starts going shut up shut up because he knows the jail calls are recorded but she didn't know so that's one so then we go we get his mug shot the detective garcia gets his mug shot compares it to the surveillance image that we had of the two knuckleheads and then you, we were able to say okay that's him and wow. they're able to match it up like that and now those guys are charged and they're being prosecuted now and so that's just one way we solved, like, we helped, like, get a charge on one. That's actually a pretty interesting story. So, wait, you know, back to this gang stuff. That's your initiation. Go do it. So they go and kill these. They kill three people? Two. They kill two a people. A 79-year-old man and a 55-year-old man. And then... Just minding their own business. God, see, that's so sad. That's the saddest thing ever. That's what I'm saying. Like, and these gangs, man, like, it's all drug money. It's all territorial things. I don't know. Like, you're, these people are born into it. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say, like, don't kill anybody, but if you had, if that was your task, wouldn't you go, like, try to find one of your enemies or, like, somebody else, not like a, like an 80 year old dude, like, sitting in his car trying to drive his friend to work? Wouldn't you, like, you know, look, man, like, pe look, people join gangs because they need protection. That's the bottom line. They're growing up in areas that they need to, I mean, they need to do what they got to do to survive. And if you cling to a group of people, then you all of a sudden get this protection. And it's enticing because of the area that you're growing up in. And then over time, that kind of that lifestyle shapes you. And we got this problem, especially in Chicago. You know what's funny, though? That's what they say. They preach loyalty. Oh, we're family. We're loyalty. But guess what happened? I know a guy, Puerto Rican kid. I played softball with him in Humboldt Park. He was involved in the gangs. He's gang-free now when he, he plays with us now. But... He, he's gang free now, but he was in a gang, and this is why he's out now, because they preached the whole family and loyalty thing to him, right? Hmm. He ended up taking a charge for an older dude in the gang. They said, we'll take care of you, we'll take care of your lawyer fees, we'll take care of your family when you're in jail. Guess what happened? None of that. 
So he's done. Oh, wait a minute. The, yeah. the guy that's head of the gang promised something and then went back on his word? Base, no, basically, <laughs> it, was an older, it was an older guy in the gang that got jammed up. My friend took the charge for him. They told him, oh, we'll pay for your lawyer, pay, help take care of your family while you're away, this, that, yada, yada, yada. They did none of that. Of course not. So then now he's, you know... Now he's done with that whole gang life, and it's he should be. Look, man, you know? I, I've I've taught kids that were growing up around that gang life, and I was teaching in schools where that was like very like up and up in front, you know. And it's it's sad, it's sad, you know. I human beings they do what they have to do to survive, and you know we can't really relate to that because you know we thankfully, and this is why I'm so grateful, and I'm grateful for the three years that I taught in the inner city, like. It really made me feel grateful for the area that I grew up in, you know, having a good family that was loving and supportive. You know, a lot of things, a lot of people, I think, take that for granted sometimes. And it's really, really important. No, it's true. You and, know, and it's, it's a shame. It's a shame that these people have to grow up in this type of environment. And it's a shame that we don't do enough to um, do something about it. You know, it gets it's out of control. And a lot of it's led by drugs. The majority, I mean, from what I hear I listen to a lot of different kind of podcasts, and a lot of it's led by illegal drugs. Let's be honest. It's about a lot of things, and it's so messy right now. And the sad thing is, is all the organizations, people like us, people like um, Father Flager and them, like, they're all the other people that care about it, except it's like all these groups that are trying to figure out the problem, but nobody can figure it out. Yeah. What I think is going to happen in the future is I think technology is going to solve all crime. How so? Well, mark how, my how words. That, how, all right. Mark my words. In the future, technology will be able to solve all crime. You know why? Why? Think about it. What can they put in place? They could put a grid system in place, track everybody's movements. But only if there was a crime committed. Then you can go look back at the world tape. They're going to be able to film the whole earth from a satellite at some point. They're going to be able to have cameras on all corners. And, you know, you can't... They already, have, they already have stuff like that. But it's just not live, you know? Basically, we don't have to... Instead of relying on, uh, you know, instead of relying on a, a, a surveillance store camera from a, a convenience store, um, they're gonna have their uh, the city will have its own full system of cameras. Yeah, like, but then you talk, then you get in like involved with like breach of you know. Uh, no, but that's why security the laws in place that and, you can't watch it live. You can only go back and subpoena the tapes. Like mm. if a crime has been committed, then the detectives can go get the tapes. Oh, got you it. So it's saying? just for those. I don't purposes. know what it's gonna be, but I know that technology is gonna solve it in the future. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But it's solving the crimes is one thing, but. Solving the problem of gangs and drugs and all that kind of violence that's happening in inner cities all over the country, all parts of the world, like this unregulated, you know, drug money and like, you know, blood money, essentially, you know, that's that's being dispersed amounts of these big time gangs all over the place. There, the, what, think about if a, a, some of these guys are smart, too. They're all think, smart. You can't about, run this multi-million dollar thing and not be smart, even though they're evil. A lot of them are. They're growing up to, just to survive, right? And when you're in that for a long time, your characteristics change. Your, your, personal, your persona changes. Your, the human being adapts to its, its, its environment. And those yeah. people you know, that get into it when they're 12, 13, 14 in these low-income areas, 
they become what they're surrounded by. So they have to be greedy. They have to be, uh, you know, mischievous. They steal. They kill. They lie. All characteristics of a human being that cause pain and harm and malevolence, cause suffering to other people, that make the world a shittier place, all that. That happens to a 12, 13-year-old kid when they're sucked into that lifestyle. What the fuck do we do to stop that? No, I'll tell you firsthand, I was working, you know, I, I volunteered with this organization called Project Hood, and one of the ladies that works there, she was a former, formerly addicted to crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. Now she's not, Pastor Brooks has got her out help working in the community, helping out, but her son, when she had her son, he, she was under the influence of crack cocaine. So they have another term for that, which is, you know, whatever, but he came to me and he said dude i need your help bro like i need your help i want to get a real job i want to get a regular job because i don't want to do because it's on this day-to-day thing i had to wake up and figure out how i got to survive so i need to get a real job otherwise i know how that fast money is i could go right back to the streets and do it but i don't want to do that bro he's like can you can you please help me and i'm just like I would love to help you in any way I can. I just don't know right now what I can get you into right now, you know? But I will look for you, and I will look look around. And I've been sending him little jobs that I see, like... As far as, like, that, acting and stuff like that? Well, that's one thing. Like, I could I could get him on there as an extra or, like, something like that, and he could get a little paycheck. But he's he wants something more secure, more like an everyday thing. Sure. And career, a career. Career, yeah. So that's he came to me and he was basically almost begging me like please otherwise i'll have to go back to this fast money i don't want to do that yeah um it's sad man it's sad that that kind of stuff happens so what other uh what other um so yeah with the case file show everything's great like we keep getting we keep adding to our equipment back got a new drone uh got you know got a new monitor attachment for our camera it's like we just keep enhancing the quality of that and that's that's exciting for us to like be able to not only work on a show where we could help the community, but we could work on something that we love to do is film, and actually get a show on TV. Now this is just brand new in the works. I'm working on to make a new case files kind of show. Except this time we know who, like this time the case is solved and we know who did it, and now we can kind of go through the whole steps that the Chicago police took to like crack the case. Hmm. It can't be just a case where it's like. Oh, the witness told us it was this guy, and then we got him. It's got to be like, no, they found a clue. They found a receipt. Then they go to the store. Then they talk to the guy. Did you see anybody here that looked like this? It's got to be an interesting sure. case. And maybe like have some suspense to where you don't know who the person who did it yeah. is. You know, no. So at the end, like it's a big revealing thing that gets people interested. Hey, like, so you guys work with a WCW, right? Yeah. Yes. What, like, what stops you from doing like a YouTube Red channel? Or a YouTube, a YouTube like series, you know, something that's good enough that can get picked up for, you know, I don't know, something bigger than that, but internet style instead of working with regular television. Don't you think eventually regular television is gonna die out? Oh, don't you worry, your little, your poor little heart, Danny. (laughs) Okay, don't you worry. These are things that you're thinking of already. We've already got it in motion. Okay. Um, cool. Our DP, Can you talk about it a little bit about that? Yeah, our our director of photography, Andrew Smith, he's you know he's working on his his uh, TV pilot, and it's called Thanks a Latte. It's actually premiering on YouTube. Next Thanks week. a lot. T- Thanks a Latte. Thanks a Latte. So it takes place at a coffee shop. It's a comedy show, and uh, they are premiering it on YouTube next week. Thanks a Latte. So he's working on that, but he's that's also, actually catchy. 
Yeah, it's funny. Thanks a lot. There's a lot of talented people in it, and it's it's really it's going to be really funny. I've seen some of the clips, so that's something that our DP is working on. But I hired him to work on two pilots that I produced this year, and this is part of my goals this year was to produce my own pilot or film. So I got two pilots I'm producing right now. The first one is called Downtown Fitness. And it's yeah, I remember you were telling me about that last time you were on. And that's why I need you guys to make a song for the intro. You got to talk to Sabri about that. Like, he's the guy that makes music. I mean, I help him write music and stuff. But I think if you contact, contacted him, maybe he would get sparked up enough to write something. Like, I don't know. You got to... They. I even Okay, I shared the one song that he made um, that you're in, yeah, too, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I shared that to the private group that we have about the cast think? and crew. Yeah, what they they loved it. Really? So, like, we could even go with that alone. Like, I even think that that song would be great for the ending credits. Like, roll the credits and that Shit. song just starts bumping. Whatever you want. I think I think that would be good for it. But we'll, we'll talk about that because I want to get that in it. But the Downtown Fitness Pilot... That one, it's like it's similar to the Office or Parks and Rec. Yeah, right. Same like same camera style, like the way that that we film it. Same comedy kind of style, but it takes place at a gym. So you would love it. I know you're a big gym guy. Yeah, I love fitness. I'm making obviously my own business from the fitness industry. I mean, I was that's what the the industry I started before I went into education. But something in me is just like a natural born teacher. So I just went down the route that I'm just super interested in. You know, I love taking care of my body. I love learning about it. Right. And fitness is fun. Now you add a little comedic aspect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Couple good looking faces. <laughs> you fit never bodies. Know. You never know. It's nice. I think it's a great. I think it's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I mean, when you film the pilot, so that's just one episode. What do you get for that? So, here's. The, so we got one more day of filming. Okay. We got we got eight scenes to wrap up, and then we're wrapped, and it's sending off to the editing room. And then how many episodes did you just? This is just the pilot. Just the one. one episode, and okay. then we're gonna pitch that around. If 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 we don't if we don't sell it to any major uh, networks or like streaming services that we were targeting, it's gonna end up on Amazon Prime, which is great because I'm excited about Amazon. Fucking bird! There Jesus is, Christ! That's a blue jay over there. That blue jay looks like he's getting he's having some relations. Sounds like he's having relations. He's trying to find a, a mate, I think. It's Jesus Christ! Anyway, so you're trying to sell the show to something? So and it's gonna be on Amazon Prime if not. At the which very is good. worst, we're gonna put it on Amazon, which is exciting still because Amazon. Think about this: Amazon, they're trying to make their streaming service like Netflix. Okay. Uh huh. Right now, if you're are you a Prime member? I am a Prime member. I am as well. I'm new. I'm new Prime member. So everybody that has Prime can also watch their video stuff, and um. I just think it's great because think about how many people have Prime. Think about how much money Amazon has to splurge on. So you're saying if I'm a Prime member, I could upload my own video content. No, you could watch videos. Oh, just watch. You could watch their Netflix style. Interesting. Their their videos. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So. I'm excited. Even if we didn't even get a chance to pitch it around, I would be excited just about that. Okay, so that's exciting. We just got one more uh, day of filming, and then we're then it's going to editing, and then you'll be seeing that in the next few months in a trailer format of some cool. sort. Cool. Cool. So then we're gonna start writing for episodes two through six. That's really exciting. So that's a 30 minute, 22 minute uh, pilot. This other one that I just started working on, it's called the Five Year Plan. Really bright kid from Illinois State University wrote the script. Uh huh. What's it about? Came to me. It's about college kids. It's about college kids. Five-year plan. Just and he wants to make it real. Like he wants to make it like a real, like a real, like just how college kids really act. And it doesn't just follow the college kids. Like sometimes you get it. You know, their parents, the university president is in it. Um, a t- teachers, like it just shows the whole college. What you college know. are you guys using to film? 
Well, we're actually location scouting right now. Ah, so this is exciting. Taking bids right now. We checked out Elmhurst College two weeks ago. Great, great facility that, that what, for what we needed. You know, we needed a lecture hall, a classroom. And that, a that's really room. like like a rustic looking school. You know, like medieval times looking Elmhurst College. Yeah, but inside cool. the classrooms are brand new. And it looks really nice. However, we're not thrilled about the price that they're throwing out to us. So uh, we I, we just sent uh, somebody down yesterday to ISU to check out their facilities and what they have to offer. I locked down one of the classrooms already from Olive Harvey College. So that's just like off of 100th, you know, on yeah. 95th or yeah. 100th in the highway, basically, or 101st. I used to work down there, yeah. So, I, first. you know, if, if anything, we're going to film the classroom stuff there. So that's exciting. Cool. But even more exciting, we went and we just talked to some dealerships. The G, we went to the GMC dealership in Elmhurst. They welcomed us with open arms to film there. Then we went down the street to BMW Jaguar. They're cool with it, but they just need to run it by the head, the corporate, like whoever, like to just say, like, if it's okay that we come film there. But if anything, we got the GMC locked in, so that's exciting. Location scouting's fun. You go around, you talk to people, check out different locations. We got two mansions locked down out in Elmhurst. So, like, what what do you go? Like, what's in it for them? Because you have to provide them a value. Okay, you can't just tip. go in there and say, "Hey, I, we want to use your shit to re- to record a, our pilot." You know, like, what's a what's so? For example, why would it, they be enticed to do that? If it de- it depends on the budget. If we got a low budget to work with, and we're trying to splurge on camera equipment and lights, and like try to save everything else. For the gym, okay? For the gym pilot. Mm-hmm. I went to the gym owner, and we worked out a deal. He asked me if I'll let you film here for free, but can I have an event that day, the day before the first day of filming, and, and try to sell memberships and promote my business? I said, absolutely. So what ended up happening was three hours leading up to when we the crew showed up, he was having this huge event at his gym, and selling memberships for like 10 bucks. He ended up selling like, I think 40 or 50 memberships at least. Hmm. So it was, and he th- he looks at it as good publicity for the, his gym. Oh, of course. If we get picked up, and he's excited if we get picked up that we're gonna just keep filming at his gym. And I said, absolutely. And then in that case, we'll have money to actually then pay him so then we could completely just have free reign over the whole place yeah so it's an investment investment with time and stuff like are you filming during like hours of, of operation like open hours of operation so what we do is we we've been filming during it's a 24-hour gym okay so there's times where there's like dead times Obviously, where there's yeah, only like two sure. people in there so when they come in, we make the guests sign a waiver. We're like, you, you have to understand. But we had them put up signs in the gym a week before saying, there's going to be a film crew here. If you don't want to be disturbed in your workout, like don't come during these times. If you want to be background, you have, you can come, but you have to be quiet and no clanking of the weights. Mm-hmm. So we, we got kind of some, I had my own six like background uh, people come, but we also got free background extras because because of people that were just excited about it and wanted to be in the back. So it was great because then we had them come in, sign a waiver, tell them, like, what's going on. Like, hey, just try to, like, when you come down with the weights, just, like, quiet. No no crazy treadmills by where we're filming. Yeah. And, like, everyone was really cool about it, and they were just excited about it. That's cool. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing this. You got like, good comedians writing, or is it just you guys writing? The writer that wrote the pilot is from Texas. Okay. And he came to me with this script. And I got to be honest with you, Donovan, I love this kid. But when we went out to lunch, because I worked with him on uh, a movie last summer, and he had a small part, but he killed it. This kid, like, I looked at him, I'm like, okay, like, 
there we go like he had like a, he had a few lines but like he did his part so well so then we we made friends after the filming of that and um i went out to lunch with him and a little bit into the lunch he he uh, he mentioned to me that he wrote a, a a script and like usually you know you expect to just be like okay, okay like yeah. and then just kind of like go through it and be like yeah and, but i'm reading this kid's script and i'm going through the first page i'm like halfway down i i find myself actually like laughing out loud i'm like okay i go to the next page once again i genuinely like cracking up third page again i'm like hold on a second can you email this to me and he's like yeah so then i send it over to my guy andrew our dp he emails me back he loves it and i'm like wait a minute what's going on here because he's usually so skeptical of everything and he's a great guy to have on your team because he's a perfectionist and he's always skeptical and he's like oh what about this what about this eh, i don't know he loved it so then that really told me something I was like, I think we got someone here. So then we just went full blown, did full like three weeks of casting calls, got a perfect cast for it. Um, I'm sorry, I know he tried out too. The Blue Jay tried Man, out. Blue Jay's he pissed. Just, he's pissed, dude. He didn't Jesus get a, Christ, his Blue Jay is loud as. F but we needed somebody <laughs> like a little like older than you, dude. Like it's fine. Like it's not you. You're not bad. But uh, you know, so we we went full blown casting mode into it and just locked down the location. It took me like four or five gyms to go to before I I got a yes. Because a lot of the gyms in the heart of the city were like, uh, you know, uh, one guy was like, oh, one of my members tried to sue me recently because she said she got hurt at my gym. He goes, I love what you guys were doing. But for me and my lawyer would told me, I can't. I just can't do it. Uh, it just it just it's not you. It's me. Like kind of thing. I'm like, OK, that's fine. I respect that. And then it took us about three or four. But when we got to the fourth gym, when we found this, it was perfect. It was big. It was nice. Bright lights. And the owner Mario is just that's so like important lighting in a gym. So that was great. Oh, dude! And that I, helps us yeah. decide what lights we use because they had the bright lights on the ceiling. Then we just needed fill lights, and you know we had to get a certain light set. Was there a lot um, of like sunlight coming through? No, dude. No. When sunlight goes through, because I do like a lot of Instagram videos at my gym right now, and there's so much natural light that comes. Out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love natural light. It's beautiful. It's nice. Right. It's fine. But. When it you're trying like to, a, dude, when you're trying to shoot Instagram videos or like an exercise or a workout or whatever, yeah, it is not good. It's not good. No, it's, I need to invest in some it curtains. It makes in it there. too bright, like too white. Yeah, it's not. But no, yeah, because there's different kind of lighting you could use. There's yeah. people have different lights packages. You know, sometimes like if you want to film a show like Empire, like it's got low lights, it's dramatic. You know. Yeah, this it definitely plays like the like energy of the of the you know the set and setting right. of the show you know and something that Very we did important. with this one that i i wasn't it was one of those things where if you want something done right you got to do it yourself I, I had been hired to produce other independent uh films years past and i just saw like some things that i thought should be improved like or should be there that weren't there so that's why when i do my my things we do at least three or four table reads before we film so that means the actors all get together read through the whole script last one or two would be like a rehearsal check to see the chemistry between the people yeah it's not very like important show up and like oh okay here we are no three or four table reads and then we also get production meetings with the director the dp myself that means we go over you know we have pictures of the location we discuss scene by scene okay where's the camera angle what are we looking at here what is what where in the gym are we filming this so that it sounds like not a lot but it actually takes like three meetings of like a couple hours each to actually like plan out the whole shot list and the, and but what 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 happened was when we get to the filming day we plan it out for eight or ten hours and we we we've ended early every day because of just because of the planning the preparation it's been so smooth there's no there's been no hiccups 
there's no oh there's not there's been no like huge problems like oh we got to get this we got to get this everything's there at call time all the call sheets are ready all the crews there the cast is there they're practicing their lines in the back they got the holding area. It's, it's been a nice setup, and I've been really excited about it. And, I think uh, people need to take notes because right there is some good advice. Have that vision. Write that vision board out. Get it on paper. Prep. Get the people together. Feel out the chemistry. Feel out the vibe. Cause, and cause when it's time to execute, there should be no feeling of nervousness because you're ready, ready, rock and ready to go. Because too many times... Too many times people get a script and they get a little camera and they just start running around with a camera and like no lights or like no anything. Like yeah. They just start running around with a small little camera and like start, think they are going to feel. No, it takes so much more than that in planning and preparation. Sure. And like, you should not, you should be planning in, in the prep phase for like at least two months. Like, especially for something so big, it's going to cost a lot of money. That's got a lot of equipment and stuff. You know, yeah. I like, I, I admire that about you when, you know, we come in here and do the podcast and you're like, all right, dude, how are we setting this podcast up? And usually my way of going about a podcast is capturing the moment that comes out between the two people like i don't like to script much i like to go in there with kind of like a you know maybe a little bit of a blueprint and then just go in and just talk and see what kind of come, come uh see what happens what kind of happens you know hey i can respect that but for sure as a producer from a production standpoint i, I gotta it. and that's why you gotta flip your screen right because that's why you didn't yeah. <laughs> no, no, absolutely right. Yeah. I, and I, I take a little bit of this that, you know, you're so adamant about writing down what you want to talk about and like what you want to cover because it is important to have a plan in place. You know, as a new business owner, I'm learning that as I go. It's like the, you know, the more that you have like put down on different styles or like whatever, whether you write it down, whether you have it like electronically, whether it's like an audio file or whatever, right. like the more you realize or like write down or put down on paper or something that you see to come that you want to come to fruition, you can kind of like go in and then cross it out. I think it's a very good way to, to set goals and then attain them. You look at it, and there's some satisfaction you get oh, with just crossing off that that uh, task that you wanted to get done, you know? Oh, it's huge. And I've gotten so much better at, like, planning and um, adding stuff to my calendar. The computer, like, I had this computer calendar the whole time. Finally started using it, like, a year ago. And, like, it just it just tells me at the top right of the screen all yeah. my uh, stuff. It's it's great. It's, it's just being organized just feels good. Yes. It's a good feeling when you yes. know you're prepared. I, yes. Hey, I'll I tell you, I can wing it. If you want me, like, I can, I'm on the spot. I've, we've had times where we've hired actors and, like, somebody doesn't show up for whatever reason. You stand in, right? I, no, I'll, what I'll do, like, say we, get, we need an African-American male with a beard, 30s. I'll go, and he doesn't show up, I'll go to Walgreens or Jewel and I'll look for somebody that fits the description and I got to give him the pitch like, hey, I know this sounds whatever, but... We're filming a TV show down the street. No shit. The, swear to God. So I go into Wingstop, right? I'm looking. Nobody's in Walgreens that fits the description. Nobody's in Jewel. I go into Wingstop, and I, I see this guy, African-American male, 30s, beard. Yo, let me talk to you. So, it's a, you know, you got to approach it right, though. You can't just be like and coming out And do people like go off of that? Yo, oh, every time. I really get someone every time. Guess who I got in Wingstop to come fill in for somebody that, that, that didn't show up to set or missed the set? Jerry Rice's nephew. Oh. And then, so next, now he's into acting because he loved his experience. That's pretty And now he's like trying to get into acting. Pretty he's, awesome. he's been emailing me. He's like, hey, man, like, I, I really liked like filming with you guys. Like, I, it, let me know if there's any more opportunities. And it was crazy. It was like his, Jerry Rice is his uncle. Well, that kind of. We, <laughs> we just found him at Wingstop. Well, that's like natural inclination that you have, right? And that kind of flows into the business that you're starting. Right. And right. Right. And for, so. 
the casting page that I get it, get all these actors from. Yeah. It's called MC Chicago Casting. Which is your company. It's my company that I've been building for the last four years, maybe four or five years. And it just started as the, the, the only reason the page started was to cast for the Case Files show. But then when I started getting hired as a producer to produce independent films and pilots and different things, then I was putting those casting calls up on the page. Then when it got to the point where I had to, uh, you know, some, somebody might ask me, can you, can you put up a casting call for extras for my film? Or can you put up a casting call for my film for we need these two character roles? People would just start asking me to post for their stuff. So I'm doing, I did all that for free in the beginning to kind of like. You got to give in order get, to gain in the long run, man. Yes, I did all, I, I did all those for free courtesy, like just post them for free and uh, just to build the page up. Now it's at a point we have over 9,000 actors and models like following the page. It's local, amazing. Local to Chicago. How long has it been around? Five years now? Or you started about it five four, years ago? About four or five years ago. And another it's thing, great, so man. I'm trying to figure out what, what ways can I help actors or models in the city, like, help with their career. One way we came up with is we noticed headshots are way too expensive. Way too expensive. If you want to get a, just, a, just a new headshot, it's probably going to cost you 200 250 bucks, And they're going to give you probably one edited photo from the whole photo shoot stealing money i think that is ridiculous because people it's you want to get a new headshot every three to six months to just get a refresher when you're applying for jobs or auditions you want to get some new photos fresh face what do you look like now people don't have 250 bucks laying around to just get a fresh headshot especially if you're an actor looking for work exactly so what did i think i'm like this is ridiculous i've heard too many stories about overpriced photography too many stories about creepy photographers i'm sick of hearing about it all my like some a lot of my model friends they've all at least have one story about going to some creepy photographer i don't know if you guys can relate like they're out there and we don't want them (laughs) so what we so what we did was my buddy mark he's the director of our show he used to do photography he's he's a good photographer but he's a director now. He's a film director. Sure. But he knows how to do photography. So I'm like, okay, why don't we set up a headshot event? People come in, 20-minute sessions. We'll let you... We have a bunch of different backgrounds that we use to film the studio version of the show. Like, we got a, a black drop, backdrop, white backdrop, smoky gray. We got stuff in the hallway. You could do personality shots. Come in, 20-minute session. Take a bunch of shots. 60 bucks. And, and we let you keep all the raw images... Most photographers don't like. We'll just send them all the ones that we took, unless they're like, unless they were blinking or something. You get all the raws and you get two edits. So Mark will also edit two photos for you to touch them up. And then if if they want, they come back with a request like, oh, can you touch up this area? We'll go back and do that for them. Make sure they're satisfied. It's good. So that's something that we did to help out other people. And we'll do it on a Sunday. We've done it once a month for the past two months. We got another one coming up on the 29th. So July 29th. These headshots, let me know. We got a new event coming up. Um, and so it's just, it's been great. And we've been able to make money. We've been able to help people. And everybody that we've helped have all been just ecstatic about the price and how good the headshot, the quality came out good. So good, in fact, that we might have to bump it up a little bit. It's good. But I mean, still, even, even if we charge 150 people would be like blown away. But we're still going to charge 60 bucks and do the damn thing, you know? Yeah, so man. Then. Provide a value. Provide a service to the people. That's that's huge. That's and it's a it's a big proponent of like what I've been trying to do, like via Instagram. I guess we can go in and talk about how Instagram and Facebook and social media, all in general, it's like if you have a business 
and you want to market it and you want to promote it, it's the cheapest way to go about spreading the name of your whatever that is that you do. But if you're not providing people a value, then it's almost counterproductive. And it's just like a thing for your ego. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, and hey, you're starting up your own business too. Yeah. So this is interesting. I want to see about your progress too because this has been, my thing has been building up for four or five years in the making. And I have another, a few other ideas. Obviously, we get paid to like cast for stuff and like produce stuff. But I also have an idea where like, if let's just say this, it's like, if your agent tells you you need a demo reel, it's basically a highlight tape for football, yeah, except yeah. Yeah. it's your acting highlight sure. tape. How do you get a how do you get booked for a job if you need a demo reel but you don't have anything to put on your demo reel? Okay, so maybe I thought why don't we set up a whole scene if you were an actor, write a 1-minute script for yourself playing a lawyer, a doctor, whatever you see yourself playing or want to play or want to be portrayed or like try to get a job booked as, you want to play a detective. Make like a 30-second video. No, make a 1-minute script about you being a detective. Bring it to us. I'll set. I'll get the location. I'll get the thing. We'll film it for you with our good cameras and our good lights, and make it look like a real show. But then you just use that for your demo tape. Right. I'm sure. Tr- I'm still trying to figure out the pricing with that. Like, what something like that would cost to be worthwhile. But I think that's another way we could help out actors or or you know. Sure. And even well, even let's say somebody who has a little technical background and is interested in acting and wants to promote themselves like you can get a ring light you can get a nice camera right you can spend your money and invest in that if that's what you want to do write your own script do it yourself do and edit them nicely because people can do that put that stuff on instagram post it pay for ads pay for ads if like you think you're good enough and that good put 10 15 dollars in a and an ad that goes for three, four days, whatever. Yeah. Put it and direct it to people whoever where you want it to reach and see what the fuck happens. Absolutely. You know, like Absolutely. there's so much opportunity out there, man. And I think people don't take advantage of it and they put some bullshit excuse in front of them. And that bullshit excuse justifies why they're not doing what they want to do. And then they just end up believing that shit and they accept it and they go on living their life miserably. And amen. And that's it. That's no, what they I do. Agree. You know, like there's opportunity out there, especially using social media to your advantage is something that we can do. So why not do it? Why not use it? I, I, I can't hurt I've you. I've been trying to, you know, I use my social medias for, I use each one for a different purpose. So Facebook, my rule with Facebook is I have to meet you once in person. Okay. That's, that's pretty much the only criteria. And then what so, you can, you like, you do. That's it. Like. I, I don't add random people. Like, if you add me and, like, I don't know you, like, I won't add you back. Oh, really? No, no, no. Facebook for me is it's more personal. personal people that I know that I've met in real life. What about your and Facebook? And I can keep up with them, and it's become just, like, keeping up with uh, people that I've met. But what about your Facebook business profile? Because that's entirely different. So that's entirely different. That is a majority here. I'll pull it up right here. It's That's a majority of casting calls mm. and, promo- like, you know, occasionally, like, about the headshot event, like, and email me if you want to be, uh, you know, get an appointment for that. Sure. So I've also started an Instagram for the MC Chicago casting page. But it's the page grows by just, like, a lot of people, like, if they see a casting call, they'll share it because a lot of people are cool because they want to help out their other friends. I've had it before where I fit the description for a uh, audition, Caucasian male 20s. I, I text my friend. I'm like, yo, I'm going to, you should audition too. Like, I don't care if he gets it, if I get it. 
And what ended up happening is we both got a part. I got the part that we were going for, mm -hmm. but he they booked him for something else as a police officer. But the fact of the matter is, why did we get that? Maybe because of good karma. Maybe because we're good actors. But it's all about helping others. Yes. Like you don't, you can't be selfish in this industry. You can't take it personally if you don't get booked for a role. If you miss a project, you have to just take it as motivation. Like when, right. when I was on the Fox pilot last year, the the football show, hired by Fox. The Fox Network set out for this pilot, and I got booked to play a football player. They just ended up not picking it up. Did I get sad or whatever? No, I was. It excited me because I was that close to being yeah. on a Fox show. And you take going, that momentum and go with the next. Yeah, thing. I was like, let's go, let's do this. We're that close. Let's keep going. But and you so, see, look, man, you grew up in that culture where like you've learned to become resilient and bounce back from adversity because you've had probably some things that happened to you in the past that built you up for this. A lot of times, I think people just after the first downfall. Second downfall, third downfall, they're just like, man, I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to be good enough. And they just feed their mind some bullshit that ne lets them never recover. And they just settle for whatever it is that they settle for. You Not know? good. Like, Not that's, good. that's good on your end. And you know what you're doing, dude? You like, like you said, you motivate other people to kind of just go and do their thing. Like, you try to right. give a helping hand. I think that's another way to, like... You know, just spread love, spread the good vibe, and and grow your own business and grow your right. own thing. You right. know, by helping others get up there. There's too many people, far too many people, that uh, they get upset or they try discouraged. to they, they they discourage other people when they're not up to their standard. You know what I mean? So like, oh, let's yeah. say like your thing cuts, you know, catches fire. There's a lot of people that'd be like, you know what? Since I'm not where Matt Campbell is, I'm gonna try to light his fire out. Like, I'm no. going to pour water over that shit. And, like, I had a friend that got booked for a speaking part on Chicago Fire. Did I get, like, oh, no. I was excited for him and I messaged him immediately. So. Like, that's badass. Like, great job. It, it's got to motivate you. You can't be one of those people that, like, freaks out if you see your friend uh, got a good... Freak like, out in book. a good way. That's great. That's, yeah. it's, it's amazing that it, that kind of shit happens to other people, man. And you got to embrace it and you got to congratulate them and you got to push them to keep doing better. You know, because it's the beauty of life, right? Don't you and, think? And I part get a little too passionate. And about part that. of the reason why I want to start this new show, the national version, like crime show, is because I want to be able to provide speaking parts for some of these actors that I book. Like I want to this and the show that we have now, the detective narrates it, and like the the actors, you don't hear them; they just you just see them like acting it out, like reenact the reenactment scene. Mm. Some crime shows I noticed let the actors talk, like, "Oh, hey, are you going? You know, you want five dollars for today? Okay, mom, ha like, yeah, have a great day at school." Yeah. like they let them talk for a little bit. So right. I was like, "Oh, so what I'm excited about is if it gets picked up, is then we can we could provide speaking lines for more Chicago actors." And that's one of the things that's really motivating me to just help others and, you know, hell help, yeah, help uh, ourselves. Well, good, man. Like, I, I am excited for you. And that's why I like having you on the show because, and not even just the show, but like, I think our conversations regularly are fun. Like, we were on the phone yesterday for like 10 minutes talking about, you know, setting this up or whatever. Yeah. And it was a fun conversation. I was driving and, I just said to myself, and I, I think I said this to you too, like, I just want to be around people like you that have the spark because it's contagious. It's good. And it's great. And it's true. It's kind of one of those things where you got to cut some people out of your life and it's tough. I've had to do it with two friends. Yeah. yeah. Like from day one, like not like one day one, but one like more recently. And it's just like, if they're holding you back and they're not a positive influence and like also you don't agree with anything that, you know, anymore with them. You can't keep entertaining that. You, You're right. You gotta just. 
separate yourself from that and get around good people. Yeah, and it's not to say that that those people may not be good because maybe they're good people. It's just that when you're an individual that's motivated and you're lit on fire and you want to fucking just like you have goals, you have visions, and you're just hardwired to go after them because it's what I mean. It's just a love thing that drives you. I'm sure. Like I feel I I see you talking about this and you're really passionate about helping other actors and it's really awesome. And I'm glad that we got to we're having this conversation right now because it's great and. You know, it's just good to be around people like that because it's it's motivating. It's inspiring to me. Like, I want to keep doing my own thing because you keep growing and you get on another level. Now, I just want to fucking, like, match that. Or, I, like, I, it just fuels me to keep going because like, you don't stop. I'm sure people are giving you so much shit for doing this. Like, what are you doing? You're acting. I had a few comments. You're like, putting, like, this stuff on the internet. What do you think we're going to do from this, man? It's yeah, stupid. like, I had a few comments from people that were like, wow, you're really, like, putting yourself out there. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no i used to be like that too especially with like instagram and stuff like i didn't i felt that a lot of the people that i was around used instagram for yeah the, you're doing this to the dog like he understands this <laughs> she understands anyway like i felt like the people that i was around in my environment were using instagram and facebook to boast and to show like to show like to show off and i'm not gonna lie like as as you grow up and since we were teenagers 16 17 when facebook started to become prevalent like you know my myspace days and all that right. like you're posting a picture of you that you identify with that you want people to see as your identification and a lot of times people go down like the fake routes like i want to just show this because i want to show people that i'm x y and z or i want to show my people like these are what my abs look like all the time yeah we know a few people like that it's a f- everyone's complete, got friends it's called like a facade yeah and it's not okay. It's a fugazi, man. It's, it's, f- it's a fake. It's a fake image, you know? But then, it's you know. It's a wazi. It's a woozy. It's a. <laughs> it's fairy dust. It doesn't it's, exist. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. It's, it's elemental. Not even it's real. <laughs> I like that. Bad it is. Dude, I like that that movie. The Wolf is the man. Dude, he is the man. He's a good actor. And he's one of my the people I look up to, actually. Really? Man, he's an actor and a producer, too. Yeah. And, like, I, I hope one day to be as successful as him. Yeah. And um, and that's good too. It's all. It's always that's who I'm looking at. Yes, yes. It's good. It's good to have that. Fuck yeah. And you know what? Somebody who's 12 that that's listening to this or whatever, watching this, they look. look they're gonna look up to you and be like, well, if that guy's doing it, why can't I do it? Like you're just a guy. I've known you from high school. You're an okay football player. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and that's another thing too. As an athlete growing up, you always have those guys that are like two, three years older than you on varsity. You yeah, watch you them when you're a freshman. Yeah, you look up to them. Yeah, you look up to them. It's a big part of male development. Yes. Okay. Yes. Especially. Well, this is going back to the gang stuff that we were talking about first. Like you think those twelve-year-old kids that are in the streets looking for something to, to you know to be inspired by, they look up to those fucking gang members that are leading shit. That are like people go to. The guy to. that's got the new like you know. Yeah. Car. Yeah, man. And that and like you like. That's why like, I'm grateful for growing up the way we grew up. Like we went to an awesome high school. It was a good high school. It was. It was a good high school, and I, I coach there in the summertime, and it's part of you know, the, the soccer program that I was a part of growing up. Yeah. You know, and I, same thing with you. When I first got there, I would look up to the varsity players and be like, "Well, I want to be this, and I want to surpass that." It's you a know? huge part of it. And now, as a coach, going back there, you see the next generations coming up, and it's the same. And there's f- flooded with kids, and people just want to get better. And it's, dude, it's amazing to see the 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 next generations coming up doing the same thing. Oh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It's amazing. Coach and Sarah would at Maine South for football. He would show us highlight tapes of 
teams in the past, maybe he would put like a 95, the state championship team, he would show us their whole season highlights. We would sit there in the dark in the wrestling room and like watch this highlight, and we would just be like, yo, this is amazing. This is what I want to do. Then he would turn the thing off, turn the lights on, he's like, well, boys, let's get to work. And we would all just be like, yeah! Hell yeah. And it would just it I would mean, be crazy. Like, it is a little rah-rah, but you know, it is what it is. Like, he, that, say what you want, but that guy's like, he made a dynasty of culture of generation beyond gener- behind generation behind generation of teams and kids to go through that same thing like yeah. whatever philosophy he was preaching it works because exactly. everyone knows main south football as like the powerhouse in illinois and they got us to buy in and one thing that i it sucks is that you guys got third place in state we right? did we did and soccer team soccer team and i was a soccer guy too before football and I just, it was the same season, so I, I had to pick one. I picked football, ended up helping me in the future, but I just Ooh. wish that I could p- go out there and play with you guys because I know I didn't play with you on Parkridge Traveling, but no, I, I played, played with some of, those, some of your other teammates. Phenomenal and guys, by the way. I came and watched you guys. I don't know if you knew that, but I was at that game. Uh, the state guys, game? A lot of guys, yeah. were, a, lot of t- a lot of kids were at that game. Like, they shut, I remember, like, they had buses. Um, yeah, I came support. Buses just from like the middle of the day of school because it was like a twelve o'clock game in November. It was cold. It was like mid November. Yeah. It was right before Thanksgiving. Cold in, in Naperville. They bust everybody out. It was one of like I'll t- I, I tell people this all the time. Like that moment or that time in my life was the first time I really like set my eyes on a goal and really worked my tail off to do the best that I can to get that. And not just individually, but like as a team effort. Like we would do all the workouts in the off season. We have all the games. We won summer league final that year. Yeah. You know, and, and that year was the summer of 2006. I can't tell you how jacked up I was about Italy winning the World Cup. Like that was. I remember that, that. You had your jersey on damn near every day at school. No. That maybe, blue Italy jersey. Maybe. Come on, yeah, you did. No, I mean I have one. <laughs> you know what I would do? Okay, like two days. I week. would wear yeah three days a week at least. <laughs> I would wear my Italy jersey. I had a white Italy jersey. It was the from the year before, and I would wear that under my main South jersey every time we played. Not that I'm I'm superstitious even today. I wasn't. I was just wearing it every time. And I was just like, oh, well, we're winning every game, so let's just keep doing the same thing. Why not? You know, routine and, and just repetition, repetition, do the same thing, wearing the same thing, you know, and just going after it and just doing what you got to do. It kind of set the tone for me. And a lot of that, like, all that stuff that I learned from that year kind of transitioned with me as I grew into the next chapter of my life and the next chapter of my life. So, like, I'm grateful for that type of shit. I really am. I think it's fun. And then, again, oh, yeah. to build up the next generation and to, like, kind of – be the next role model yes, for like yes, the younger kids. Yes. Then, then you're a camp counselor. Then the younger kids are coming to camp. That's really a good feeling because then they look up to you, right. and then you can show them an example of what yeah. they can be one day. And you know what? As sad as it is that sports had to end, it's a good. It's good that your career. It, you mean your sports career? Our sports career had to end at some point. Well, so you could be playing with Windy City Hammer still if you wanted to. Which I, I to, really enjoyed playing with the Windy City Hammer. And that's, that's a flag a great, That's a flag football team. Great group of guys. All the guys, everyone on the team played in college. A lot of guys did. Most, when I was playing, it seemed like everybody yeah. played in college at some, at some level. Yeah. Uh, which was really cool. Yeah. And like, just, I would just, I would tell people this, like, these guys are awesome. They're here's fun. The, here's uh, the thing, man. And you said it's, it's got to end. And sometimes for people it does, and sometimes it doesn't, because you can always join something, whether it's rec league, soccer, or flag football, or pickup games and basketball. Right. The whole, like, competition, 
that's it's it's ingrained in our DNA. It's ingrained in the way we we were wired to to survive over time. And if it's in a healthy environment like a pickup game, or like for example with Windy City Hammer, like we play games in like a this flag league and we're a successful team and we're a talented group of guys that come together number one in the nation yeah we won nationals like if you go to episode 23 we, we talk about uh the national championship we won and we're going to indianapolis next weekend by the way we're playing a tournament indy anyway like good luck boys i, I always say like and i i say this with guys the hammer guys that when they come on the podcast and i just tell them when we play too like to go out and like be with a group of people like-minded individuals to conquer a certain goal that's a little different than the everyday life you know we're playing a game it doesn't mean anything it's just a game but to oh, do that it's more than that <laughs> but to do that with a good group of guys like and to play in tournaments and win games like that's healthy there's something good about that like when we went to florida and we did the nationals in four days and we we won four games and like it was a goal that we had set for a long time you know, I had it for four years. These guys had it for seven years because they won the championship in B, and then they won. The, we won the A last year, and it's just been a goal for a long time. And to conquer that goal over a set of years, it was a good feeling. It's healthy. And, it's fun. And yeah, no, and I encourage anybody to, to join a league like that: softball league, foot flag football, it, it, soccer. If you played soccer, try to you know if you have time, it, it's a great thing to do once a week, maybe, and like just just just. It's something you love. Fit in you know? some play into your schedule, whether it's part of an organized team or individual, like going out to play tennis or going for a run. Fit in some sort of like activity or play because that's super healthy. And you know, I talk about this is a health podcast. I mean, it's a it's not just a health podcast. It's basically what I like to talk about kind of podcast. And um, what are you doing? It's still a little weird. It's okay. We're we're about to wrap this up. So no, and that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter. Yes, I, I was very sad when when football ended and I didn't. I was done playing organized sports. Yes, but the positive about it is that the things that I learned along the way, like most importantly, like being a good teammate, it translates into the workforce. Because you, I've worked with people that are, are not good teammates, and I, the first thing I think of is like, they never played sports. And <laughs> or if they did, they're just just very selfish and just baby and whatever yeah, just because you want to work in a healthy environment where people are encouraging each other yeah. compliment each other great job on that nice work keep it up not like the other way around you know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah and you're accountable you're accountable i yes. remember in college that if if one of our guys missed class our coaches started checking class sure at university and like if if if, if one of the guys let's just say one of the receivers missed class okay well all the receivers had to meet at 6 a.m and, and do, do punish sprints work. or something like that. Yeah, for punish sure. Work. And then if he does it again, then the whole offense has to meet to hold him accountable. Then if he does it a third time, the whole damn team has to meet and yeah. at 6 a.m. to do punish work. And if that doesn't teach you accountability. Sure. Work ethic, accountability, discipline. Being you know, on a schedule, being on time. Sure, sure. All that stuff shapes your character, and all those lessons are transferable in the real world. And, and I think you can do, learn the same things from fitness. You know, you got to hold yourself accountable. You got to go in and do the workout. You got to make sure that you're eating properly. You got to make sure you're getting enough sleep. You got to make sure that, you know, all that, all that together, put, be it in a good environment, you know, work on your character skills with people and learn your, you know, those um, communication skills, which is super important that you learn from sports as well. Like all right. this stuff is connected. All this stuff goes together and, um, 
It's also about being a good person. Yeah, exactly. And, and that it, it shapes into being a good person to humanity, for sure, man. Um, this was a fucking fire podcast. I got a some few questions to ask you. Go ahead. I have my let's, own question. I know you're getting shoot. really into uh, health and really let's into do it. fitness. Ask away, Matt Campbell. What do you got? Well, I don't know if you hear this song going on, but this is our song. Tovlo, Talking Bodies. Why was it our song? Because we were just being silly and messing around. Where was this? Was this in the car? Football. Football? I think we were, the first time I think we were driving to a football game and this was on and we were just like. Oh, maybe we were on the phone and then it was like playing oh. in the background. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So we would, so we would just call each other and like play this song. Anytime the song came on the radio, I would call Danny and be like. It's a good song. It's catchy. Tovlo is good. I don't know what happened to her. She's not really around much anymore. I like Tovlo. Tovlo is a, is an interesting artist. She's the head of the Free the Nipple movement, actually. Oh, yeah. But we um, talked about Free the Nip. <laughs> Hashtag Free the Nip. So let's yep. talk about this. I have some questions for go you. Go ahead. Let's because, go. Shoot. Because I want to know about my health. Okay. And I was never a big coffee guy. Yeah. Never in high school and college. Not, and I wasn't a coffee guy. But just being with the film crew, we, we got on this kick about three summers ago when the Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee really started to get pumped out and promoted. I drink Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee regularly. I like it. And I'm, and I, I, I mean, I fell in love with it. Like that's what got me introduced into the coffee game mm. to help me get that acquired taste. Like, you yeah. Because if you if you just go from nothing and you just drink a straight like hot coffee, it's like, eh, it's, it's pretty bitter, you know. Especially when you're a kid, um, trying it out, it's you just know coffee. It's like kind of bitter. You got to get kind of used to it. Sure, you know? sure. So, so what's your, my question yeah, is what's your because question? You, you go online and you see different articles you see conflicting reports i've seen some reports that say coffee is healthy for you coffee is very healthy for you and this is why and then i've seen ones that say coffee is unhealthy for you it's not good for your heart or whatever whatever that said you know yeah but i've seen conflicting reports about coffee and i just want to know from your research what have you found so this is just like anecdotal i don't get too deep into the research like I, I mean i don't know it as much but i mean obviously coffee is un it's got caffeine and it's under the house of drugs technically it's under the roof of drugs caffeine and coffee yeah right? you're right it's under the roof of drugs it changes and alters your state of consciousness right it gets you a little bit more um energized so to speak well, how the caffeine do you feel? how do you feel when so you drink coffee? here's here's my thing coffee is is my it's part of my like routine in the morning. It's what I fucking look forward to when I wake up. I love waking up, having a cup of espresso. I've been having, this, I mean, I've been waking up at five in the morning at least since like I was 18 years old. So now 11 years, waking up at five in the morning, whether I was training at the gym, going to football or whatever, I'm always up super early and I'm a morning person generally. And I really, really love a nice cup of espresso. Now, if you overdo the coffee, it can dehydrate the shit out of you. Right. If okay, you if so you're one, one of those if you're one of those people that I have to go to the next cup of coffee, there's probably something else wrong. Like you're probably eating too much sugar, you're not getting enough sleep, and you overdo it on the coffee. You shouldn't. I don't think you have to overdo it. I think it's uh, it's one of those things that is an enjoyable thing. It's like you need to look forward to it. You can't overdo it because if you overdo it, then it's not going to treat you right. You know, right. it can give you explosive diarrhea if you have too much of it. Uh, you know, it can dehydrate you. And 
Then well, it makes me it makes me go to the bathroom a lot. Like, sure. I have to constantly. Yeah, everyone has to go to the bathroom after after that after the cup of coffee, and I don't know exactly what does that or what triggers that, but it can do that. Number one. Number one. Uh, so I think it's uh, it's something that you should respect. Have a cup in the morning, maybe the the after dinner coffee. What about a two p.m. pick me up? I I'm 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 game for it. Now it also depends, like, again, what what else what other things are you doing with your life? Are you eating a ton of fried processed foods? Are you not getting enough sleep? Like, you, you shouldn't need that much coffee. Like, when people come out of Dunkin' Donuts with that super large cup of coffee, like... Is this your, is this the, your I use, choice? I use Lavazza Espresso all the time. All the time. That's my, my first cup of coffee. I use Lavazza Espresso uh, out of a DeLonghi coffee machine. Um, and then at, at work sometimes when I'm training, I go for, like, a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee like in the middle of the day usually if i don't do the dunkin donuts coffee in the middle of the day i like um i like a little cup of espresso after dinner what do you put in your dunkin donuts i'm a I'm black a, I'm always a, black really black i don't do anything in i don't do anything in this because usually i have the i'll usually have like a cup of black coffee in the morning because i'm fasting i do like at least a 14 hour fast daily right and um if I put MCT oil or butter, grass-fed butter, or like uh, coconut oil or whatever, which I like to do, you know, to get myself in fat-burning mode, because you know I'm doing the fasting, right? And I don't do a ton of carbohydrates lately. I've kind of fallen off the bus, you know, wedding season, <laughs> and you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so I don't do black. blame I li- wedding season. I li- <laughs> hey, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's my fault. I fucking caved yesterday. I caved so bad, dude. I had. Dunkin' Donuts Donuts. I had like seven of them. Dude. No joke. The key is don't buy this stuff because otherwise we'll eat it. Yes, you're right. If it's in it's if it's in front of your face, you'll eat it. But you gotta have that strong determination and will not to do it. And usually I am. But like I get to, you know, at the end of the week and I usually carbo load. So if it's like Friday, I'm I'm having carbohydrates because usually Monday through Thursday, they're very, very low. Just some fruit, you know, some yogurt that, you know, spikes the, uh, the glycogen up in my bloodstream. But, uh, and, I, and my workouts are, are fairly intense. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing around kettlebells all the time. And I'm throwing around now the steel mace, which is something that I want to talk about. These guys. Oh, we got kettlebells right here. Look at that. Oh. Yeah, throw around kettlebells and the steel mace and, you know, traditional exercises. Um, a lot of stretching, a lot of moving around. And I'm training people all day long. So, I'm swinging things around all the time so the glycogen storage in my muscles are fairly low already so so you're Friday talking about rolled, glycogen, glycogen storage i'm talking about glycogen storage yeah i, I went off topic no but this because is like i want to i want to ask you something about that because yeah is it do you think it's feasible or reasonable for somebody who works a full business day downtown and has to come home and worry about you know all this stuff do you think that it's capable for somebody to be aware of all the stuff that they're putting in their body if they wanted to, or do you think it's just best if they just hire a dietitian or a personal trainer or somebody that's knowledgeable about that, it, it, or a program to tell you what to do? I feel like people try to start it by the on their own, and then it just it doesn't last it, very it long. It depends on the individual. Like, yeah, 
Yeah. It depends on the individual. Like somebody like me, I'm. This is what I do for work. I seek out this knowledge all the time, and I constantly try to figure out ways that I can implement better types of routines in my life so that I can better my fitness level, my physical levels, and and not just that, but my brain, my cognitive function. Like I'm a big proponent of cognitive function. Like I take a nootropic, I fast, and I try to get in ketosis as much as possible because when you're in ketosis and you're using fat for fuel, your body makes ketone bodies, and your brain uses ketone bodies as for fuel. Define ketosis. It's when your body is in fat-burning mode. So gotcha. you've depleted your your glycogen intake, right? You're not anymore using carbohydrates for fuel. You're now switched over into burning fat for fuel. And when you're now burning fat for fuel, which you can measure with blood samples, okay? Right. Uh, when you're now in ketosis and you're burning fat for fuel, your body's producing ketone bodies, which now your brain is also using for fuel. Although glucose is utilized by the brain and by the body, it's a more efficient fuel source to burn fat. Bottom line. Okay. It's just a more efficient fuel source to burn fat for energy, physical energy and then like cognitive energy. So what I'm gathering is if you're an accountant and you're all day crunching numbers and worrying about accounts and people like money you're managing, and then anything, you gotta, anything then you gotta that you're go doing. home and worry about what you're getting for dinner with your wife or your girlfriend or whatever you're gonna do, or you gotta yeah. go to your soccer league. Yeah. I just feel like that would be because well, what you're talking about seems like a whole. That's a whole. That it seems like too much to for somebody to like be able to do both, like concentrate on their work and be Look, knowledgeable on this. You, whole you. Hey, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. You want to perform at optimum level all the time, as best as possible. You want to be on your game at work. You want to be on your game in your home life. You want to be on your game in your relationships, whether that's friend relationships or your romantic relationships. You want to be the best version of you possible, right? right? right. So this style of eating is going to get you to live optimally. Utilizing fat for fuel, fasting, getting a good amount of sleep, exercising, although it sounds a lot, like a lot on, on the surface... Once you start implementing this stuff little by little, and I've written up some things to get yourself into fasting mode and, 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 keto and burning ketones and, or using ketones for fuel and burning fat for fuel, uh, like in a step-by-step -step process, like I, I wrote up this thing called Fast Track to Fasting. A lot of people think, oh, I got to go into it all in or that's it. Yeah, no. no. Like you can do this day at a time, maybe every other day, like start to implement these techniques little by little, like eating more high fats, like eating eating uh, fatty meats, eating nuts and seeds, eating a lot of vegetables, keeping yourself satiated, and s slowly start to minimize the carbs little by little. Like, if it's something that you eat every day, like, I have a bagel in the morning for breakfast, and I have a sandwich for lunchtime, and I have pasta at night, but you're also getting vegetables, and you're also getting meat, you know, you got to whittle yourself off of it, because that's what your body's been used to burning forever. Yeah, you can't just go... From from that to the no, no. yeah. The, but the the end the end result is because you know eating a high fat and low carb diet is not sustainable long term. You're gonna fucking lose it, especially if you're living he lifting heavy weights and sprinting. Like you want the glyco the glycogen stores to shoot back up. You want it. You want carbohydrates, but you gotta learn to feed your body carbohydrates at the proper times and then seeing how your body reacts like there's a lot of people that keep on a lot of weight because they're eating a lot of sugary foods throughout the day and your body doesn't know what to do with that excess carbohydrate, so it gets stored as body fat, right? Right. So if you're lifting heavy weights, if you're sprinting, if you're doing exercise, and you minimize the carbohydrate intake, now 
your body's gonna have, you know, utilize a certain amount of carbohydrates that it already has. Then once that's done, then it taps into the fat stores. But the problem is, like, what do I eat now? So you eat a lot of vegetables to keep yourself fueled up, a lot of dark leafy greens. You keep yourself satiated with fatty foods like eggs, fatty meats, nuts and seeds. Um, and you stay full, like I said. And then once you teach your body to start burning fat for fuel and it's eliminated all the carbohydrates, then it starts burning fat for fuel. Right. It takes a little time, but you start to do it. It starts to happen. And when you utilize that fat for fuel, burn for fat for fuel, like you just don't have that crash anymore because you're not intaking that sugar, so your insulin isn't spiking, and insulin makes you tired and groggy and all that jazz. But if you learn to cycle it, so like you get to Friday and Saturday, you haven't had any carbohydrates, but you had good workouts. Now you put some sugar into your body from like whatever. Na you name that starchy, starchy food. Pizza, tacos, some beer, like people do on the weekends. Now that refuels their glycogen stores. And now that insulin acts as a muscle building enhancer and not something that's going to so tie you down. So you're saying a cheat day could also be beneficial? Ev uh, eventually, it could be. Okay. Yes. Now, in your business, do you... Do you touch on all this nutrition stuff, or yeah. do you just, or do you just oh, yeah. focus on workouts? No, 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 no. The the biggest game is the nutrition game. That's what I do with my clients one on one. It's like, all right, talk to me a little bit about how you eat, and first of all, first of all, what are the goals? Because this be is honest with me, like you know, like what are you, what are you tell them? Be honest. Yes, like, everything has got to be honest and upfront, or else we're not going to look at this objectively, and we can't get the right goals, and we can't, or we can't uh, obtain the right goals. We can't uh, make some change in an adequate amount of time because people want change fast. Too. Right. You know, you got to deploy that patience. You got to talk to them and teach them that this is a, a marathon. This is something that I want to teach you so that you can learn to live long term this way. So, yeah, we talk about diet. It's, it, it also depends on like what the goals are. But a lot of people want to lose weight. But they want to lose body fat. They want to build muscle mass. So this is a great way to do that. Yeah. I don't care who you are. And, and not everyone responds to this nicely. And some, t some people take a lot more time to respond to this style of eating. But a lot of people do respond nicely to this diet. I've had clients already in just four weeks of this drop 30 pounds. 25, 30 pounds just from doing this protocol. Just a simple thing. You could just eliminate a few things from your diet and add a few things and it could be a world of difference. But let me ask you this. Yeah. I'm like the, like, I feel like I'm the interviewer now. Go for it. <laughs> Listen, I, I like this because I think a lot of people that I, I, I uh, podcast with, sometimes they don't, uh, they're, they're hesitant to ask questions. They're just, they want to give the answers, you know? Right. And I'm usually the leader of the conversation, which is, you know, it's, it's naturally natural because it's my show. But I do like someone like you, and this is why I like having you on because you take control over this. And I love the dual, you know, this Banter. partnership that we're doing right now that you're just bouncing off ideas from one another. This is great. So go ahead. Keep going, dude. I, I wanted it. to talk about... Um, Although I do have to leave soon. I wanted to talk about healthy drinking. Mm. So if somebody wants to be healthy, but they also like to have a few drinks at night or on the weekends, um, w do you have any like one or two go-to drinks that you think would be like good for somebody to... Um My recommendation is vodka soda every time get a quality vodka and then soda water okay that's but that's, that's if that's right here on this list i just i guess i just searched for t like top like uh alcoholic healthy alcoholic drinks to yeah. sip this summer yeah vodka and tonic is in the top five yes for sure this guy knows what he's talking about well just because that came up on google don't let me tell you how to live your life people. no it's it's <laughs> no this is like a promoted thing so 
On, also on the list. Also on the list. Red wine. Red wine. There's a lot of good red wines out there that uh, that are beneficial for you. Have a lot of antioxidants. And look, I'm not a what a red wine connoisseur, nor am I an alcohol connoisseur. I don't I don't really like to drink that much. But here's the thing, like if you're minimizing your carbs for four out of the five, you know, four out of the seven days, five out of the seven days of the week, and you know Saturday rolls around and you want to have some carbohydrates, you know, have a few beers if that's what you like. You know, that could help with your process, kind of. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's going to be like this enhancer, but it's just something that's going to cause a glycemic spike in your bloodstream. Carbohydrates are in beer. Obviously, it's wheat. Right. right? So that's going to be broken down in its simplest form as sugars in your bloodstream. So it's going to cause the same type of reaction. It's going to cause an insulin spike. It's going to shoot the glucose through your bloodstream and into your body and you're going to utilize some of it for fuel you're going to store those muscles back up the same way your body doesn't tell a difference right it's just got alcohol in there now alcohol you know that's known to slow down signals into your brain obviously so it's not going to be good or beneficial for your organs per se but you know the carbohydrates from the beer are going to have that glycemic effect gotcha. you know what i'm saying and you could totally overdo it too. I'm not saying you, you could totally overdo it. I'm not promoting it by any stretch. But if you know, I have clients that like to have beers on the weekends, or they like to have a beer. I'm like, okay, we'll structure your diet this way so that you could have your your you know higher glycemic foods or higher sugary foods Friday, Saturday, whatever. I think it's just a matter of people understanding the difference between you know we all heard about the study where it's good to have a beer after you're on a marathon, but there's a scientific aspect behind that as to why and also why they said one beer. I think people like what to is take it? I think they like to take stuff and run with it like that. There's a but lot of goofy information out there for sure. Also on this list. Yeah. Bloody Mary. That's makes sense. tomato juice and vodka. vodka. Makes sense. And then you could put little garnishes on it of like whatever you want. <sighs> white Russian. What's a white Russian? A white Russian, I think, is made with Kahlua and, like, milk, maybe. Uh, ah. Uh, and... Yeah, like that coffee-style drink a little bit. But they said, yeah, it's... So there, there's that. And then margarita is on here. Now, margaritas, that depends, man. You like, gotta be careful with what you mix you Because you, you go to a Mexican restaurant and you get a margarita, that's, like, one of the sugariest beverages you can have. It yeah. tastes delicious, though. And here's the thing, like, here's my mindset. Like, I'm, and it, it all depends on, like, what's your ideal body physique, right? Like, right. your ideal body physique, and this is a quote from Mark Sisson, and I've used this before. Your body, your ideal body physique is when the mirror, when you look in the mirror and the mirror says back to you, hey, I like what you've done with the place. You know, when your body uh, says, hey, I like what you've done with the place. So when you're comfortable with what you look like, then, you know, you can take your days to splurge. And I say, if I'm going to splurge on a Friday and Saturday, I'm going to have myself a margarita because those are so tasty. And I'm going to put a burrito to the side of it. And... You know, maybe some churros. Now we're talking churros. Those are dangerous. Yes. Because they're yes. so damn good. Oh, my God. With chocolate or oh. vanilla cream or whatever it is. I love that fried dough, man. Holy shit. All right, Matt. I want to stay and talk to you forever. But this is wedding season, and I'm going to my third wedding in seven days. Can you believe that shit? Well, everybody back home is proud of you. Everyone back home is proud of you and for all that you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. Dude, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me at your house. Thank you for doing my show. Uh, where can people find you, Matt? Find me on Instagram at Campbell23M. Campbell23M. 
find him now. Like, or we'll pause the podcast. You you go to Instagram and type in Campbell twenty three M and follow him. Check out his show Case Files Chicago on the CW. Every uh, Saturday, it's on tonight. It's on tonight. Every Saturday. Check At what it time? Out. Ten p.m. Eleven p.m. Eleven so p.m. Party people, record that. Dude, my wife would love your show. Well, I haven't even watched it. How bad? How bad of a friend am I? You got to record it, dude. <laughs> I'm not doing another damn podcast until you record it. Done deal. Deal. Thank you guys uh, for the support and love that you've been giving me recently. Uh, I love doing the show, and um, I'm gonna close out with Tovlo on when I edit this, so you can shut that off right now. <laughs> but yeah. I'm gonna edit this out. I'll, I'll put Tovlo as the uh, outro song for sure. Thank but thank you, you everybody, and uh, you. follow my Instagram as well. Obviously, the Danny or Danny Cola Fitness is my Instagram handle. And if but you more like, importantly, Campbell Twenty Three M. Do me a favor, folks. If you like what you heard on this podcast, which was fire, uh, we got everything from the business to foods to health to the Blue Jay mating in the background. Yes, yes. Is Some rain. Out? Oh, there he is. He's still here. Like, share, subscribe, and uh, yeah, that's him. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Peace. And that was the podcast. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. We got really technical at the end there. There was a lot of information. I hope that you guys benefit from this podcast. I hope it provided you with value. And if it did, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, I'm putting my heart into this podcast. I really love doing this. Um, And I'm going to keep doing it. So I hope that it provides you people with value. Uh, follow my Instagram, Danny Cola Fitness. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And if you could, please write a review for me. That would be super great. Thank you to the sponsors. Thanks to Tone Up Club. Go to www.toneupclub.com right now for the class schedule. And just because you're listening to this podcast, you get 25% off small group training. 25%. 25%. That's a great that's a great deal. Usually for 10 sessions it's 350 bucks. But because you're listening to this podcast, you get it for $263. 263 bucks, that's a huge deal. So go to www.toneupclub.com right now. Check out a class schedule and set an appointment for a small group training session or even a free consultation with a personal trainer. Thank you to Elemental Float and Cryotherapy. Go check them out in uh, Northwest Highway in Park Ridge. If you haven't tried a float tank session yet, you're missing out. It's a great way to relax and decompress. If you go in the store, just tell them that you uh, you heard about them from the Danny Cole podcast, and then they will uh, they will give you twenty dollars off their, your first cryo session or float tank session. I'm a huge proponent of both those things, folks. Give them a shot. Let me know what you think, and that's it. Have a great day. Love you. Bye.